If you'd focused on me, you could have easily dodged my little ball of acid. Instead, you chose to sacrifice yourself to save a runt. You're a fool, but I give you credit for giving me a few scratches. <laughs> of course, they've already healed. Now die. Justice Crush! The cycle is for justice! Moo Man Rider is here! The top hero in Class C? Japanese, a podcast where two turkeys in the thirties talk about anime. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I, I was going to make a reference, but I figure it's probably not the best. And why does he never learn to not put me on those tangents? He's Andy. <laughs> yeah, that took like I'm looking at the clock. We're at twenty minutes. I don't know how much of that twenty minutes was just you ranting and doing those impressions that were going to cut out completely. Because I was cycling for justice. I'm Bill. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey, it's Tuning Japanese, and we were supposed to have three people here today. And he was here for about a few minutes, and he ran away. He was here for quite a while. It's just uh, that's fair. Before you got here, yeah. Uh, we're not talking. Of course, we're not talking about Josh. Oh, no, we're not talking about Josh. <laughs> we're talking about Thurk. Thurk was here in the studio briefly. We were getting him set up. Then he had to leave because his wife he made him leave. But we're here, Bill and I. Those Tuning Japanese boys make you say swear words. <laughs> <laughs> Come home right now. Get out of that studio. I know what he's got hanging in the corner of that studio. <laughs> Stay away from that nutcage. A, pur- uh, a purse? Yeah, a purse, too. Perhaps. <sighs> hey, we're here with some more One Punch Man. It's episode nine, Unyielding Justice. Fun. And it's my week. Yes. It's a second part of a two-parter. The other part's my part. Yes, it... No. Yes, No. No. Yeah. It was last week's when we talked about I think we just we just kind of made it up as we went. Oh yeah, this is uh, I got confused because we're recording <laughs> the next one. We have not gotten to episode 10 yet. Uh no, we're talking about episode 9 which is unyielding unyielding justice. <laughs> unyielding what? Unyielding <laughs> I don't know what I said. You said dick. I did not say dick. You said unyielding dick. Uh, uh, justice. Maybe that's the case as well. Hey, let's talk about some nerd news and get away from my Freudian slip, shall like, we? Like the wrestler Dick Justice? Yes. Wait, that's a wrestler? Uh-huh. Who, what promotion does he wrestle for? Uh, I've seen him wrestle Orange Cassidy. Hmm. He is the super cop guy, but he's like pudgy and has like the long curly hair. And he has the, he does his hand like finger guns, but they, they actually kayfabe, shoot. They kayfabe yeah, like he's, I've yeah. seen him. Yeah. Okay, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> like they shot the ref with his finger gun. I was going <laughs> to... He died. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say Big Boss Man, too. He said curly hair. And I was like, oh, no, he's bald. Short hair. Like, if Big Boss Man was nice and a comedy act. I Big Boss Man was kind of comedy a little bit. I mean, just, just the look of him was pretty comedic. But, you no, know, he wasn't really a comedy act itself, I suppose. No. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess he didn't, like, shoot people with fake guns. He tased yeah. people. Yeah. And cooked chihuahuas. Yeah, that's true. That's something he did do in his later and years. And stole the Big Boss Man's dead dad. I would see... See, your frame of reference for Big Boss Man is very different from my reference yeah, for Big Boss yeah. Man. Like, I immediately go to the 80s and 90s, like early 90s, and you go to Attitude Era, which is fine, because I think he's more preferable during the Attitude Era anyway. But yeah, no, he was... I just remember him fighting the Mountie, and then the Mountie having to get arrested, because the loser got got put in jail for the night. And then it was just one of the most hilarious, like, bits of vignettes and backstage things, like, like video things where they'd show him, like, getting arrested and then getting fingerprinted. And he's just screaming, I'm the Mountie! You can't do this! I'm the Mountie! It was pretty great. It actually still holds up, I think. Huh. I think that whole thing... Sounds like it holds up. It does. <laughs> I swear to you, it holds up. It's really good. Uh, hey, we're not here to talk about wrestling, though, uh, as much as I'm sure some of our fans would not mind if we talked about wrestling. Uh, we're here to talk about anime. We're here to talk about... Juan Punch Man. Uh, we're so close. Goldberg. Is anime? Yes. Goldberg the anime. He's a bald guy who wins at one move. That's... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if someone... I know we ask every time and no one does it, but like, if you have artistic ability and you want to draw Goldberg with the Saitama cape uh, and green... Or no, yellow uh, jumpsuit, I would be very stoked. Or Saitama disappointing a whole stadium. That also would be accurate. <laughs> Getting stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. But it's actually um, Genos as Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm all for this. Uh, hey, we're here. And uh, before we get into our new episode, let's talk about some nerd news. And I don't have a whole lot. Um, hey, The Toys That Made Us Season 3 came out. Yes, I've watched them all already. Yeah, you beat me to it. Uh, I have, like, see, so, okay, if we've talked about, I think, The Toys That Made Us before on the show. It's a documentary-style show uh, that's pretty lighthearted that looks at the toy industry uh, and focuses every episode on a different, like, toy. Yeah, right? specifically late 70s to early 90s. Yes. Kind of is the where it's mm -hmm. moving around. So we, they've done Lego, they've done Barbie, they've done G.I. Joe and Transformers and He-Man uh -huh. and... Oh, I'm trying to think what are the other ones from season one and two. Cabbage Patch Kids? I think you might be right on that one. So they, they did a bunch of those. And then season three. Star Wars was Star Wars was one from season one. Absolutely. Season three, they are always three episodes, or sorry, four episodes. Yep, four episodes. Uh, and this one includes uh, Power Rangers. Uh, it includes the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I believe uh, the fucking My Little Ponies. My Little Ponies. And yeah. then wrestling, actually. Not My Little Fucking Ponies. That's, <laughs> that's a different thing. Well, that's, I mean... That's what they are to the bronies. And wrestling. And wrestling. Yes, wrestling is the other one. Um, I've only, so far, watched Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are your thoughts on this season in, compared to, comparison to the others? Does it still stand up as good as the other ones? I think it does. The, the first three episodes, uh, Turtles, My Little Pony, and Power Rangers are all exactly what you expect. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Stories not necessarily jiving with who invented what and where. Um, <laughs> a lot of contradictory stories. The wrestling episode is a little different. It's still good. Mm -hmm. uh, but first off, they're not dealing with one toy line by one company. Mm -hmm. They're talking about WCW toys. They're talking about ECW toys. They're talking about uh, AWA toys. They're talking about Mattel and Hasbro and Jack Specific. And That's a lot. How the... the License bounced around for LJN and that's um, a that'd be yeah. a lot to kind of try to cover. It really is. Um, there's one salesman who's kind of bounced around all these companies who's a giant mark. Mm -hmm. Like you think old, like you think the guy like it's still real to me. Damn it, 
Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he's that guy. Yeah. Up to you can painfully see he wanted to be one of the boys mm-hmm. and was not. Like, yeah. You can just see it. Aspires to be a wrestler. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. It's alluded to that Hulk Hogan shit in his bed at one point. <laughs> Real good guy, that Hulk yeah, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad, but it's strange and awkward and breaks the format. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that one yet. Obviously, I plan to watch that one. Um, I kind of skip, I, every once in a while, I'll skip one or two a season that, like, I'm just like, eh, and just watch the ones I'm most interested in. I'm surprised the wrestling wasn't, wasn't the one you're most You know, I, I, I was most interested in the Power Ranger one just because of all the conversations that we have on the podcast and generally your knowledge of, of, of Power Rangers. So I was like, I want to see if I learn anything new. And I did learn some new things. I think my, my favorite fact that I learned was that Stan Lee was actually interested in doing Super Sentai. Yes. I never knew that. That yep. was actually that really he fascinating. D- he redeveloped Spider-Man for the Japanese market with a mech. That was that blew my mind. You didn't know that? I did not know that. The Marvel or spaceship that turned into Leah Parker, the Yeah, mech. I had no fucking clue. Yep. That was really cool. I thought that was badass. Um, that was neat. And then the guy, uh, Saban. Mm-hmm. Heim like, Saban. He's just fucking nuts like he's just the he whole is. time like when he's he's on the screen like you're just like waiting for him to say something really crazy or or he's always just like well got money i got more money yeah i got even more money and i'm like huh and he found out that uh, in the uh ninja turtles episode and i think they reference it in the heim saban uh did a lot of uh writing for theme songs mm-hmm. as did chuck lorry that he wrote, I knew he, I actually knew he wrote the Ninja Turtles theme song. See, but. I didn't know that either. And that, yep. I, I, I did, actually, I should say, I didn't know that. And that was really cool. Like, it was a neat fact that he started doing that before he became really big doing these sitcoms. Yep. Uh, so that was really neat. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I love, uh, the toys that made us. I think it's a great little, just series. I like, I like documentaries in general. And this one's very lighthearted. It is. And even if it's not a, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, I thought the Star Wars episode was great. Mm hmm. Obviously, I didn't have anything to do with My Little Pony or Barbies. Mm-hmm. I still found those fascinating documentaries. The Barbie one was really interesting. It was. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there's a callback in one of the... Maybe it was Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. One of the episodes is a callback to that weird... Uh, chair? That weird chair weird statue thing. chair yeah. thing. That freaks the shit out of me still to this day. They mention that lady, and they bring up a picture of her, like, and they're like, remember her from, you know, last season or whatever? And then they, like... Zoom in on the chair and they play like a scream sound effect. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love this. I'm here for this. So yeah, the Toys That Made Us on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can check that. Season 3 just dropped and it's, I think, worth watching. Absolutely you, it is. If you enjoy our discussions of, of different like action figures and toys and things, you'll really, really enjoy, I think, this set of, of episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's about all I have. It's been It's been a week. As always, you know, it's... Wrap it up with Thanksgiving and family and other things, and just been busy, busy, busy. Yep. There is one bit of nerd news I have for us. Ooh, lay it on me. It's been all over YouTube. Most of our listeners may already know about it. Mm -hmm. The whole COPPA act. Oh, yes. Coming into play at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that has made its way across several YouTube channels that I watch. Them doing videos talking about... I can't remember what COPPA stands for. Child Online Privacy and Protection Act. Yes, that's it. So, thoughts? I get why it exists. Um, Because there was all those videos of just, like, some weird lady dressed up like Elsa, and some weird guy dressed up like Spider-Man, and some guy dressed up like Joker, and then Elsa's pregnant. Yeah. Like, I get why those videos... The... 
what Sidney McElroy would call the weird videos. Right. When they right. talk about those on Still Buffering. Right. Beyond weird videos, I think sometimes there's, you know, borderline inappropriate. Oh, to totally. I, I, I would agree. I get why that. This law has been put together by people that don't own cell phones, though, mm-hmm. to try to. And it's going to screw up a lot of channels. I imagine, because we watch very different channels, you and I. Like, mm-hmm. we have some overlap, but uh, with some of the channels that we watch. Right. But a lot of mine, if you look through my YouTube uh, subscribe list, it's a lot of video game channels. That's going to get hit um, hard. And then you, probably with toys especially. Toys are going to get, gonna get hard. Yeah. Comic books. Because the, the idea behind Kappa, from what I've listened to some of my YouTube people that I follow, uh, the big worry right now, at least in the video game uh, realm, is they have really two options. They can mark their content as child content. Yep. And, and that will protect them. Potentially, but it demonetizes and they can't, like, it doesn't it, get out of the search functions. It they won't be suggested. Mm-hmm. It won't notify you the new videos are up. Yeah. It won't monetize it and it turns off comments. Yeah. So basically, that video it, can all be found if you go, if you're already subscribed and you go into your subscriptions, you can see it there. That's mm-hmm. the only way you know a new video yeah. has hit. Right. Which is a death knell for anyone who does YouTube. Yes. Like, those are all important aspects of building communities and making money and all of that. Yeah. Well, not only that, but if they have to stop because they can't make money at it, they're just not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Or not going to make it as much and as often and as yeah. well. Yeah. I've got uh, one in particular. He's a smaller YouTuber, um, and, and his content is absolutely not children-focused. He's not doesn't do bad content, but he just discusses upcoming video games. But he's his big worry is he'll use video game uh, footage or have like a na- like yep. a picture from the video game in like the the clip or the what do you call it the thumbnail yeah thumbnail uh, for the video and he's already like you know he's like I don't make a whole lot of money at this anyway and and you know I'd like to grow the channel more you know it's more of a hobby but you know he's he's thinking like if nothing changes with this law and it's not you know he doesn't really know like what the parameters are he's just gonna stop the channel start January first like he's done and yeah. that makes me sad because I don't think he'll be the only one of yep. like people that I watch that. I won't be able to get their content anymore. Well, I know that Tulak the Barbarian that I enjoy makes the D&D 5e builds. Mm-hmm. He's doing that full-time, apparently. Yeah. Video game footage, video game characters, comic book characters, mm-hmm. cartoon characters. All things that old D&D people... itself is a game. Yeah. How many D&D channels are going to get mm-hmm. gutted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so said not to mention toy channels. Yeah, I mean... It's on YouTube, I think, first and foremost, they should have not, they should have done more up front to stop this negative bad content that we're getting into the hands and in front of the eyes of kids to begin with. Right. And it and fucking over, sucks for them. And like, the advertising they've been doing. Yeah. Their advertising has gotten so aggressive that, mm-hmm. well, obviously you're gathering data on your viewers yeah, and, they, and they the, broke, those viewers are kids. and They broke the law for so long that, you know, they, they should have known better. And now they're going to, all all of that punishment's not going to go to them necessarily. It's going to go to the people that use their platform. Not right at first. Not until the platform mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. Which, that's a lot of different content that's just going to disappear. Yep. And maybe it'll be there, but it, it sure seems like some of, the, some of the biggest things on YouTube are going to just go away. It's fascinating, and I'm interested to see where it goes. As someone who has very little content on YouTube. Yeah. You know, we've we got really... two, two whole videos up there right now, but like, you know, just the thought of, you know, that's an avenue that could close. You know what I mean? Like that, that in itself is, uh, I don't like seeing avenues for creativity go away. And you left out the, well, didn't get to the part two. If you don't. Oh yes. I did. I totally skipped. Yeah. Yep. 
if you don't set your video as child focused mm -hmm. and the algorithm decides you are mm -hmm. the what the fine is up to forty two thousand dollars per incident or something uh, something like that and if it happens enough like and they it could be beyond like way beyond that even if it's like they find your channel is constantly doing that and they can search your backlog yep of videos so you have to take down or remove your backlog mm -hmm. yeah like that's insane yep as of right now, there's not a lot of answers uh, as far as what COPPA is going to look like exactly. You know, there's a lot of speculation. There's little things that have been posted. You know, there hasn't really been a, a comprehensive exactly, I think, what, what this is going to look like yet. So, um, but as far as I heard, you know, end of the year is when, or beginning of next year is when these things are going to go into that's effect. It goes into effect, yep. So we'll see. And that's not very far away at this point. It's about a month off. Yep. We'll see how YouTube exists or doesn't. Yep. Let's, speaking of content creation, yes, uh, we've got an episode to talk about here of One Punch Man. Uh, that would be episode nine, Unyielding Justice. And hey, it's actually my week this week. Nice. I have notes. Nice. Yeah. Are you ready to? Me too. Nice. Are you ready to go over this episode? Let's go. Fantastic. So we open. It's raining outside, but inside of a domed building is Genos, and he's questioning the deep sea king. The man with the heart nipples. Remember him? Man might be a... Fish man? Yeah, the fish man with the heart nipples. Fish man king nipples. Yep. He's hearts. the anime version of that guy from The Shape of Water. Holy shit, he is. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. It was an incredibly good movie considering it's about a woman fucking a fish. No, totally. <laughs> yeah, like, like I got to the end of the movie being like, regardless of that, it was just a very good, well put together <laughs> right. movie. Like, yep. very emotional. I really like this. It takes a deft writing hand and some deft acting to... I to, hope she continues to fuck that fish. <laughs> and they're very happy for a long Me time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So he's inside with the Sea King. And there's also a massive crowd of people who are here. They've gathered in this, I guess, as a refuge, a safe house. Yeah, as a, like a stadium that they're yeah. using as a... As a as, yeah, as a, as a refuge for these people. But at this point, they are they are facing off against one another. And the monster gets cocky. For a moment, but then he's just completely what it seems like evaporated by a single punch, one punch, if you will. Was it Genos. a punch or was it like an incinerate? It might have been an incinerate. I well, it must have been an incinerate because he did leave a giant hole through that was like smoldering, it's like an incinerate punch. Yeah, pretty much. There, there is a crater in the wall. Yes, that is glowing red, uh, and it, as it seems like right now, Deep Sea King is no more. It seems that way. Seems that way. We cue then the shocked look of all the refugees and then them cheering. Right. Like, holy crap, it's Genos, he did it, woo! It's a short-lived celebration. Yep. The king reappears, grabs hold of Genos' arm, and then just bashes him in, yeah, into the back body. Backfists Genos' head. Oh, yeah. So hard it rips his arm off. Oh, yeah, the arm is completely ripped off. Genos goes flying into a wall, and we cut to a group of suits... Talking to Saitama again. As we remember, this is a two-part in the end of the last episode. Saitama finds Moomen Rider's cell phone yep. when, when he rides off, yep. leaving him alone. And he picks it up and says, hello, when it's ringing. And it turns out to be the, the Hero Society or whatever it's called. The Hero Association. Hero Association. I can never remember the name of this place. So they're having a conversation, the Suits and Saitama. They question whether it's best for him to go. Because remember, he's Class C. Right. Rank 2. But Class C, and this is a problem that is well beyond the pay grade. A dragon level threat. Yes, beyond a Class C. And I love Saitama's response. He says, yeah, 
Hurry it up. It's raining. <laughs> the one guy that was uh, somewhat smart because he, he points out, have you seen the physical stats on this guy? Yeah. Do you remember his test? Yeah. He was through the roof. Just because he didn't do well in the written. You can be dumb, but a good hero. Absolutely. They ultimately decide because of that guy to give him a shot. They give him the directions and say, go to it. Yep. We get one little shot of a determined Moomen rider cycling toward the Deep Sea King. And then we get the title card and theme song. Still just okay. I still like the end theme better. Well, I get that. It's a whole different vibe, though. You ever seen that meme? Oh, we talked about that before. Never mind. We talked about the weird memes where Probably. it's like, uh, my favorite one was like, it was two Simpsons like things. It was like Homer Simpson, like flying out of an explosion. It's like, like anime opening themes. And it was like him, like, yes. sitting down calmly doing something. Yeah. Yep. Anime's weird, man. It is. So I, you're telling me? It's so fucking weird. We're back to the fight. Gino skits up. Tells the refugees to leave. They panic and fly, run away in all directions. And this pisses the Deep Sea King off big time. He gets all, like, crazy-faced fangs everywhere. Says, he almost looks like the, the thing from Death Note, kind of. Oh, the weird-ass, um, I can't even think what that thing's called. Yeah, the, the Death God thing. The demon yeah. thing. I don't know. Yep. With the crazy teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So he says that none of these monkeys will escape, and he goes bounding after them. Thankfully, Genos is there to stop him. He goes spiraling after him, and they get into a massive, crazy, quick-punching fight back and forth, which is really impressive, added impressive, because Genos is missing an arm. Right. And he's still keeping up with the Deep Sea King here. Genos gives him a pretty much a run for his money, uh, dealing a whole bunch of damage despite him actually being outside in the rain. He uses some sort of blinding attack. I didn't write the name of that down. Lightning eye. Lightning eye. That's yeah. it. The deep sea king is like, oh, my eyes, I can't see. He sounds exactly like that, I promise. <laughs> and then lands a massive downward kick and then finally launches his machine gun blows attack. He sounds like Eminem doing a P.B. Herman impression. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. That's the one. I remember that song. Uh, during their struggle, a young girl carrying a bunny who's running away shouts out encouragement, and that was a stupid fucking choice. Yeah, that... Man, he took that personally. <laughs> he did. The Deep Sea King just turns and spits at the girl. Apparently... He's, he's like, I'm gonna melt your ass, bitch. That's, that's exactly, almost exactly what he yeah. says. Like, melt and die. No, he says, now you melt, little girl. Brutal. Yeah, that was... <laughs> and apparently his saliva is acid. I mean, we hope. Ooh. that, he doesn't understand how people on land work that's fair and of course genos leaps in and takes the full brunt of it in what i think is one of the most horrific scenes i've seen from this entire anime was, thus far it was acid turns out <laughs> yeah, it melts him away to the point where you see drips of it running down his face melting off his skin on his face yeah like leaving trails of meat oh behind. so gross oh <laughs> he's the just animation a, is stellar he's just a rib cage and oh yeah and a spine, spine and some wires and oh and like like stubs of legs <laughs> yeah. and things oh it's bad it's bad and that poor girl is just staring at it. It's like, right. she's like staring up into his destroyed body. Run, stupid. <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's scary. Don't make this meaningless. Yeah. Sea King grasps him by the head and just flings him into a wall and outside. We get some more taunting from the Deep Sea King. Talks about how Genos was stupid for sacrificing himself to save the humans. And it looks pretty bad. Yeah. He gives, gives him a little bit of credit for being able to scratch him. Yeah, like like you did you did a good job. But out of nowhere is reinforcements. 
Justice Crash. <laughs> yep. I I love this. So, Bill, what is Justice Crash? This amazing move. That is when Moomin Rider pedals as fast as he can, and apparently jumps off of his bike and uses the momentum to just throw the bike at the dude. Just just yeets a bike at him. <laughs> the bike the bike gets yeeted into the back of this thing. Now, to be fair, if I were just standing on the street and I got yeeted with a bike, that would fuck me up pretty bad. You're not the king of anything, though. I'm not the king of anything. <laughs> that is accurate on so many levels. So many levels. Uh, Moomin Rider jumps in uh, out and they unfaze see King Turns like, huh? And Moomin Rider introduces himself. The cyclist for justice. Moomin Rider is here. <laughs> Starting to like Moomin Rider. I told you. But I must be the only one because no one is taking Moomin Rider seriously. Not the Sea King. Not Genos. Not the people watching the well, fight. People are kind of, yeah. They're until into until it. they're like, "Oh, he's just gonna die." <laughs> right? No, I mean, this guy's gonna get murdered. Yay, movement right? They cheer him on for a while. That's fair. <laughs> Seeking kind of lazily grabs the arm of Moomin Rider when he goes for a punch, and then just does that Hulk thing. Yeah, when he smashes Loki, but really, really weakly. Yeah, he just just half heartedly just kind of w- wiggles <laughs> his arm a bit and smashes him into the ground. Um, he does manage to get out, which I, I will give that to Moomin Rider. He escapes. Uh, then tries to use his um justice tackle, justice tackle, which, um, is, which is a hug and a face nuzzle. It, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he does this when when the deep sea king apologizes to Genos and says, "I'm sorry, I forgot to murder you." <laughs> right, and that's when he does the justice tackle, which is about as effective as a as a level two Rattata trying to take down Mewtwo. I mean, it was as effective as the justice crash. Yeah, it really it, was. <laughs> if that tells you anything. Uh, Justice Crash would be Quick Attack, probably, for Rattata. And then the Tackle is just regular Tackle. And he gets smeared. He gets destroyed. There are bikes in Pokemon? Yeah, there were. Oh. Yeah, you get your bike, uh, like, halfway through the game, and then it lets you, like, actually move quickly on the map. Oh. That's actually a staple in Pokemon. (laughs) Do you eat it at bad guys? I wish. I wish I could use my bike. Have my Machamp just, like, grab the bike and just whip it at someone, hit people with it. (laughs) That would be pretty badass, actually. Now I want to see, uh... Common Rider, I do that with a motorcycle. I could see that actually. I did that in Scion, actually. Did you? Yeah, I uh, I revved up my motorcycle as I was playing Lucas. Mm-hmm. I revved up my motorcycle and I picked it up and I bopped the back wheel onto a a car, the concrete or something. Yeah, to, like tear the t- the tire off. It's like ring, ding, and I just <laughs> <laughs> chuck that motherfucker. <laughs> That's so good. For all the brokenness of Scion. We had a lot of big, cinematic, stupid fun. Well, I mean, that's fair. It was the thing that let us feel like superheroes doing crazy shit. That is fair. So, Moomen, when he gets crashed down to the ground, tries to get back up. He calls himself out for being weak. Says he has no chance of defeating the Deep Sea King. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. It's not about winning or losing. It's about me taking you on right here and right now. Which causes the masses of people to weep. Yep. He's so brave, Moomin Rider. He's here to save us. I guess this is where they start to cheer him on. Yeah. They cheer him on, as you just said, saying that he could do it. You could do it, Moomin Rider. There's a kid that gets really amped up. I know. He's like, You're the cyclist for justice. Beat that weird-ass monster. He doesn't say ass, but you get the idea. And then he just gets bitched out immediately. He gets, like, hucked. 
He gets hit and you just, it's a, a quiet scene. You just see a little silhouette just like sailing through the air. But he's caught by Saitama. He is. Uh, who praises his efforts, says, good job, kid. Yeah, no, it was awesome. He's that was a great fight. You did good. <laughs> I love Bats that. Bats on the back. It's very nice. It's it very is. sweet. He then sees Gino speed up and is like, oh shit, are you okay? <laughs> are you dead? Are you dead? <laughs> and when he realizes he's alive, he's like, oh, thank God. Oh, good. Now I can focus on this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's when the Deep Sea King clocks Saitama on the back of the head, and he completely no-sells yeah, it. He blindsides him. No, oh, yeah. But Saitama no-sells it. Yep. And Saitama says, your punch had no power behind it. Yeah, so that's simple. Yeah. Easy <laughs> as that. Uh, the people all try and figure out who Saitama is, the people gathered, that is. Like, who is this guy? Yep. Like, like, how did, like, this is a Class C hero. And then this lady says something along yeah, the, the lines. The one lady knows what's up. Yeah, she's like... But how could he be Class C? He got punched in the back of the head. And the other guy's like, you're just seeing things. Yeah. Okay. It's optical illusion. It's totally fake. It's mirrors, man. Fake uh, news. Yeah, fake news. The Deep Sea King jumps in and says, all life comes from the sea as if she were our mother. In other words, as ruler of the seas, I am the absolute peak of a pyramid that includes every living organism in this world. It's more, all right. It's more of that... As we've seen throughout this anime, one of the bad guys just talking a big game mm-hmm. right before he gets one-punched. And calling himself a king. Yeah. There's a lot of kings, it there turns are. out. We'll see a couple in the next episode, too. A lot of clans with kings. Pretty much. Uh, so Saitama's not impressed. He's annoyed, really, by the rain more than he is by yeah. the yeah. sea king. And with a single punch through the belly of the beast, he legitimately just smashes open his abdomen, causes his eyeball to come flying out of yep. the socket. And my favorite thing, that punch was so powerful, it pushes away all of the rain clouds. <laughs> yeah, the, the rain just stops. It's so good. It's cinematic as shit. Presumably dispersed by the force of the blow. Yes. And, and all those windows break out. You just see them down the street just... Oh, yeah. Shatters. Shatters. Everyone cheers in victory, except for Saitama. He's unsatisfied. He's like, damn it, I thought this was actually going to be a good fight. I got excited for this one. Yeah. You know who else is there and is disappointed? Supersonic. Whatever his name is. I think that's when I walked away to like go for a look for the... Well, the the bad guy. Super... The, <laughs> yeah. The, the, what's his name? I don't remember him being Sonic. There. Sonic. I think that's when I walked away for something. Yeah. I can't remember his name, though. Sound uh, Speed of Sound Sonic. Speed of Sound Sonic. Thank you. He shows up, and he's got his weapons and his clothes, by the way, uh, but then realizes, oh, the dude must have got away. Yeah. And that's our break card. Okay. Turkey break. You've made it halfway. You've made it to the break card. And you know who I am. I'm Andy, the guy that you've heard throughout the last half hour of this episode alongside of Bill as we bring you yet another episode of the Tuning Japanese podcast, a podcast where we sometimes get around to talking about anime and review different shows for you, such as One Punch Man, the anime that we're reviewing right now and absolutely enjoying. What a show. What a weird show. This is this is one of the most bizarre shows, and we have reviewed Excel Saga, so that is saying something here. I'm not going to take too much time here in the break card because it is nearing 11 o'clock at night. Uh, it is the night before my last working day for the semester, and I am absolutely, completely, 100% exhausted. This semester has been 
one of the more trying ones for me on a personal and professional level, and I am just so tired, and I want to get this back to you. So I'm going to stop rambling right now and tell you to head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to help support us financially. You can help spread the word of the show by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to our show. That goes a really long way of helping out. You can head over to tuningjapanese.com for more information on the show. And yeah, just there's all kinds of avenues. Just tell any of your friends that love anime to listen to our show. Because, again, it's word of mouth that really brings more fans, more listeners to our show. Which is something that I would love to see in the year 2020. So if you love us, like what we put out, share us, and, and we just would be forever grateful. I'm leaving it here. Let's head back to our review, Bill and I, talking about episode 9 of One Punch Man. And I hope you enjoy. And if this, since this will be probably be one of the last episodes before the end of the new year, happy new year, happy holidays, and thank you so much once again for making 2019 another great year for Bill and Josh and Thurk and myself and everyone involved with Tuning Japanese. Back from the break card. I'm tired. This is that trip to fan. You gonna play uh, Turkey in a Straw? Oh, I could totally play Turkey in a Straw. <laughs> hey, future Andy, play Turkey in the Straw right here. Like instead of the <laughs> the dun 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 dun. Oh my god! Do that, Andy. I know that's copyrighted first. <laughs> it's fine. I'll get the mini version. We get the aftermath of the battle where Saitama and Genos are just kind of walking down the street with groceries. Yeah, like they do. Like they do. Uh, when a drone shows up? Yeah. Amazon's yeah. here. Yep. Just drops off a package, <laughs> and it just blows Saitama's mind. He's like, whoa! The, li- the, the library. The post office delivers mail with, with those? And Genos is like, yeah. Have you ever noticed? It's fucking dangerous around here. Actually, no. It comes straight from the Hero Association. It's true. That's fair. He says, the post office won't deliver here because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. The post office has drones? He's like, no, these come... To the Hero Association and from them. And it's full of fan mail, which gets Saitama really excited. And fan female. And fan female, as we'll see in the first letter that Genos opens, with has a chibi version of his face, and he's just horrified. Yep. He's like, oh, love letter. And again, this is this whole scene is just one of like several scenes from this episode where they should have done the extra legwork and it given us subtitles. Helped. Yeah, I wish they would have. This, and there's a scene later that, like... With the newspapers, where it yep. would have been so great if we knew what the fuck those they, these things said. Yep. We're just kind of left to wonder. Amidst all these love letters is a scary threat letter <laughs> to yeah, Saitama. Right. Saitama opens one, and it's just written in blood. <laughs> and we don't know what it says, but it's scary. It apparently well, freaks out. But, but it's all jagged and red. And... Yeah, it freaks out Genos. Right. He's like, I gotta go deal with this. And so I love Saitama's response. He goes, wow, someone has a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so good. So so fucking good. We get a flashback. This causes a little PTSD flashback here from Genos uh, of the crowd. Right. Uh, they're all excited, except for one douchebag with short black hair and a pudgy face. And he gets all snarky, like, yeah, that monster must not have been tough. How could a Class yeah. C hero done anything? But then he goes this on... This is all whole... fake news. Yeah, well... Obviously, they're not that tough. Yeah, so <laughs> he kind of takes it in a weird, lo- like, a weird way. Like, he says, it's not so much that the monster wasn't tough. It's that all the heroes that died, or like were bitched out, 
must yeah. have not been tough. Which he's not hundred percent wrong. He's not hundred percent wrong because yes, there is some like fuckery. There is some fuckery with the the, the stats and the mm-hmm. numbers and the yeah. rankings. Oh, totally. But he takes it to a way the other too far. Oh, the other extreme, way. the other extreme. Absolutely, a hundred percent. This goes on for a little bit, and then he kind of gets some of the people in the crowd on his side, but others not. And then we cut to Saitama, who starts cracking up. And at first I was kind of confused because his words were a little contradictory, but I think I, I get now what he was going for. He essentially plays dumb and says, like, oh, man, good thing I showed up late so I could take credit for this. Ha ha, the other people must have really beat the shit out of this guy. He was trying to keep the uh, other heroes' sacrifices important. Yeah. He didn't want people to believe that they weren't strong. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. As, yeah, as important as it is for him to get recognized, he doesn't want other people to get the same treatment and, and be undervalued. Yeah. It's one of the things that set people like Genos and him apart from the rest. They're, they true, they're true heroes. Yeah. And Genos is really get more power, revenge. I mean, he does care. But Saitama, even more so than him, is a hero hero. And the only other character we have that really has that same conviction is Moomin Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. So that goes on for a bit. And then the crowd were like, hey, wait a minute. That's Saitama. That's the cheater. Yeah, he's a cheater. That's the guy that's been taking fucking credit for the work of other people. So what he wanted to do does pay off. He tries to make sure they think that. Mm-hmm. During this, we get shots of like all the dead or dying heroes. <laughs> I don't think anybody died, but they were hurt they were pretty bad. Hurt pretty bad. And Genos is super confused by this. He says, is this the way that you want to do things? And then he starts saying something along the lines of, like, we'll play it this way for now, but if... And then, like, he gets cut off. Yeah. And I'm like, what was he going to say? Like, what was he What was he going to do? Probably if, it, if this is the path you want to walk, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but at some point, real shit's going to go down and we're going to have to... Yeah. Stop this act. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think that's what he's going for. That makes total sense. Saitama gets one more letter, and this one is from the Hero Association. uh, Thanking. Well, he gets two. He gets a thank you letter. He gets a thank you letter. Which is important for later. It is. And then, uh, I think it's the only thank you letter he gets. Yeah. And he gets a letter from the Hero Association saying, hey, guess what? You've leveled up. Yep. Rank C, uh, class C, rank one. Which means he would take Moomin Rider's position. Absolutely. So that leads to a meeting with the society, where I think at first they kind of chastise him for the way he's dressed. Do they? I don't know. They say something about, like, have you read over the rules? I remember them saying that. I don't. I didn't... I can't remember what that was in reference to. I, I thought it was, like... I don't the, know that I know what is in... Other than... He's so casually dressed, are you, though. Are you okay? Oh, maybe it is a pro, uh, professional appearance thing. Kind of like, mm. like how WWE wants them to travel in suits yeah. and... Yeah, absolutely. I took it more as in, like... Hey, you know, you know the bylaws of what we're going to ask you about. Right. So are you, I just want to make sure you understand what we're about to ask you. Yeah. And they do preface that quite a bit because they say, Hey, congrats, because you're rank one, you have the option if we deem it, uh, deem it so to move from rank C to rank B. Right. Which it's interesting because he does so much to downplay himself. And then when given the opportunity, he goes, I don't know, whatever, either's fine. Yeah. Like, he's so just, like, like he wants to raise up, but he doesn't want to raise up, and then when he gets the opportunity, he's kind of just so nonchalant about it. Yeah, ultimately, the thing that makes this... The the reason he gives for the decision is to get rid of the weekly quotas. 
Yeah. That extra work, that the legwork that he has to yeah, do. Yeah, the, the... The pointless work. Yeah. The busy work. Yeah. So they say, okay, well, you can do it as long as you pass this interview and a few psych exams. I wonder if some of it isn't that he doesn't want to take Moomin Rider's number one spot. That's my thought, too, is that he doesn't want to, because that would push him down to number two. Yes. Maybe lower, And, and apparently being number one in your class is a thing. Because mm-hmm. they even say that here. They say you can either be number one in class C or go to class B and start all over again. Yeah, you'll be at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is weird that being at top of the class, even a, less, a lesser class is important, more so than being... Than being up a higher class yeah, level. Yeah, Yeah, that's, it's interesting. Because later on, and it's a little spoilery, but nothing yeah. major. Later on, you meet somebody who is mm-hmm. head of B class, mm-hmm. and she does not move up on purpose, because she likes being top dog in B class. Yeah, no, totally. And she stays that way. It's like playing t-ball or something and then having to realize like eventually you're gonna have to play regular baseball yeah like you're gonna but like but i'm really good at t-ball right <laughs> like i don't, don't want to have to like do extra work let me just like or playing with the bumpers up in bowling right like i don't really care that much i can get strikes every time with the bumpers up yeah so don't put the bumpers up for me like down for me i want to want to have those right yeah so yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting parallels there. I think you can make. Uh, we do get a shot of more of those suits from the association, and they're talking about rumors and saying like, "Is this guy really for real? Should we give him a shot?" And then the one guy with the glasses that they, I think they just keep calling employee or whatever in the subtitles yeah. or whatever is just like, "Fake or not, let him just move up." Yep. So it's official. He becomes a rank class B rank. 50 whatever or 500 or whatever his uh, <laughs> rank number is uh, right. for class B. We get a really brief um, scene with Ame Mask. Yes. Who is the, uh, I think he's what, class A rank one? Yes, he's um, class A rank one. Uh, beautiful Mask. Yes, beautiful Mask. He's the one that's more concerned with his image. And, and, and the whole class's image and superhero's image. and Absolutely. Because it all reflects on him. Yes. And he references that because they, well, at first they ask him something about Saitama's rise to class B and he doesn't care. All he cares about is anything A class or above. Right. And he says something about the Deep Sea King incident making him look bad. Yes, because other A classes got beat. Yes. And that should have been taken care of. Right. Yep. Although he wouldn't lift a finger to do it himself. Or didn't. Yeah. Which, again, interesting commentary there, I but think. They say, too, their uh, popularity is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Image is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But when he learns that it was Saitama that killed the king, that piques his interest for a bit. Yep. Like, hmm, it's him. We go to a hospital where our friends Lightning Max and Stinger from, I think, last episode who took on the DC yep, King they were originally. Ones, some of the ones that got taken out. Yep, early on. They're reading over a newspaper report of the incident and they get all angry and huffy. But they're inter- interrupted by Purry Purry Prisoner. <laughs> God. This scene, still being gay as heck, and I love it, but just really weird, too. Uh, he pops in, they're like, what are you doing here? I thought you were in prison. And he just dangles his ball. Wait a minute. Phrasing. Yep. Uh, his chain. Um, better. Better. Uh, ball and chain. Ball and chain, thank you. Mm, phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, and says, don't worry. I broke out just to check on you two. You beautiful boys. You beautiful boys. I have an injection, an angel shot for you. Come get your injections. And he's got a syringe. With no needle on it. 
No, it's one of those ones that you give to, like, little kids to feed them medicine. Yeah. And it's got some sort of viscous white liquid in it. Yeah, whitish-yellowish liquid. I'm not... I'm not even being coy. I'm not 100% sure what's going on here. I don't know either. I think he might put semen in their ears. I think it's, I think I think it's, I think it's full of his jizz. But there's no needle. No. So... He just has a... Is he going to, like, clean he, their ears with it? Shoot them up their butts? Well, then you'd have, like, one of those enema in things, right? It's true. I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming know. it... Make, make him eat it? Maybe. Like, like, medicine? Maybe. It's fucking weird. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I I honestly don't know what's about to happen. I don't think Lightning Max and Stinger want to know, because no, they it... run out of the hospital room. <laughs> Instead of chasing them, Purry grabs the newspaper, which, again, I wish we could read what the newspaper said. Uh, it's got a picture of him on there, and he looks really dejected. Now, you said something about the guy in the leotard from some meme was maybe gayer than Purry Purry Prisoner. That wasn't me. That was Thurk, to be was, fair. Okay. I'm just, and all I'm going to say is, maybe the dancing was more flamboyant? Mm-hmm. So if how, it depends on how you rank how gay somebody is. But as an outsider, <laughs> admittedly, I'm thinking a love of having sex with men is how gay you are. I agree. And, and I don't think Purry Purry Prisoner has an equal. No, I think Purry Purry Prisoner loves having gay sex. He lives in prison because he won't stop it. Yes. <laughs> so problematic. I still love Purry Purry Prisoner, though. It, yeah. Which it, could also be problematic for me to say that. <sighs> is it problematic? Yes. You, yes. Or he's problematic. He is totally. Uh, so we go back to the Saitama leaving his test. He apparently took all night to go through the, the questions and the evaluations. Uh-huh. And he's hungry. Um, but he's excited because now he's officially class B. He's got the paper to show it and everything. He stops by a ramen shop for food. Oh man. Oh, it sounds so good. It does so, oh, it doesn't it? so fucking amazing. Uh, where he meets Moomin Rider. I mean, I have decent ramen upstairs. Oh, that, uh, Soy 3. Oh, I haven't been there yet. It's really good. Well, it's not ramen, is it? It's it's a it's a noodle shop. It's a noodle shop, but but they do ramen there. Do they do ramen there? Yeah, they do ramen there. I have not been. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> Speaking of things and food, Moomin Rider's in the shop. I couldn't think of a good segue. Mm-hmm. Moomin Rider is have there. Have you been the Noodle House? No, that's the one over there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should try that. It was all right. Um, there were things about it that were great, and there were things about it that weren't. Yeah. Um, but last time we went as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom and Amanda, neither one were super thrilled with it, so we haven't really been back. Oh, okay, gotcha. But it, hopefully, they kind of got their act together. Yeah, and, and, but yeah, yeah. Mom got Tom Yum, and the chicken that was in it was kind of mm-hmm. not—I don't want to say slimy, but you know, sometimes like mm-hmm. chicken's not cooked, like mm-hmm. boiled chicken, kind of mm-hmm. gets that weird. Yep, that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we all kind of went. Like mine was fine, but everybody was like, "Eh, about going back," so we haven't been back. Yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, Saitama's was much better than that. He sits down, Moomin Rider offers to buy for him, and says, let's He's going to buy him a drink at first, wasn't he? I think so. And then he says, if you don't drink, I'll, I'll buy your food. Yeah. And the reason is he wants to celebrate. Yep. Uh, the fact that Saitama is Class B. Mm-hmm. And again, it makes me wonder, is it because of that, because he's a nice guy, or is it because he's secretly happy that he's still rank one on Class C? Like, I don't I think know how much that means to him. I think it's because he's a good guy. Yeah. I never see anything about Moomin Rider's character. And this... One thing about this anime, mm-hmm. good or bad, a lot of the characters aren't terribly subtle. Yeah, they're, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but like No, they're but they're pretty, stra- I mean. Straightforward. You figure out right away the Ami mask is all about image and yes. not substance. Yes. You figure out right away that Metal Knight, it's just a dick who's mm-hmm. playing with his toys. Mm-hmm. So it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, 
I, I think Moomin Rider, I don't have any indication from anything I've watched. That Moomin Rider Moomin has anything, anything but sinister. Yeah. Is straight up a good guy and probably the only, and like I said before, one of the only characters that's as much a hero as Saitama is. Yeah. We get a flashback of Moomin Rider giving Saitama that ride in that scene yeah. toward, yep. uh, toward the king. On, on, the, on his pegs. On his pegs. Which I love. He says, do you, do you want me to walk? Yeah. <laughs> he says, no, it's no problem. No, don't worry about it. Even though you know he's struggling uh, in the rain. They talk about being scared. At least Moomin Rider does. Uh-huh. Like, like, man, are you scared? Like, this is scary. Like, this is like, and showing his vulnerability and his humanness, yeah. and I love it. So I'm just class C. I can't. Yeah, I can't do anything about this. And Moomin expects Saitama to laugh at him for being weak, but he doesn't. And he's super wholesome, and I love him. Yep. Like, this is a scene I, I think I love him the most. Like, it's just, it's so good. We also find out that it was Moomin who wrote the kind letter for Saitama. Yeah, the thank you note. Yeah, which yep. I love that too. That was sweet. That was awesome. so good. And yeah, they have like a just a little moment together in the shop, and that's it. We get our closing theme, but we're not done. We get a post credit scene. Well, there's more. Yes, we see one of those like hills and like one of those like shrines. Yeah. And inside, there's just an old woman wailing in front of a crystal ball. What She's do? Freaking the fuck out! This is Lady Shibabawa. Sure. Huh. <laughs> And she says that something is coming, something catastrophic. Lady Bob the Bob the Bang the Bang DVD. She upchucks out her nose for sure. Uh, I've done that. You just see <laughs> been there. You just see her like in front of this uh, and the reflection in the ball, eye, eyes wide, snot running out of her nose. We find out in the next episode what happened to her. Apparently, <laughs> poor 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 girl. Um, and that's it. That's episode nine of One Punch Man: Unyielding Justice. Next week, it's episode 10, Unparalleled Peril. But before we get there, let's talk about this episode overall. It's not my favorite episode for some reasons. As a two-parter goes, I feel like part one was stronger than part two. Uh, this one's less action-oriented, but again, it has to be less action-oriented because it's Saitama's fight with him. Yep. So you know it's going to be over quickly. Yep. The stuff with him and Genos was okay. Um, as far as like the fight goes, it was okay. It wasn't like anything too out there that we hadn't seen already from I mean, Genos. We got some serious gore. We totally did. Like that scene in itself with the little kid. We got some serious heroics from Genos. Yes, I'll agree with you there too. And we got to see the public's varied reactions to these heroes. Mm-hmm. And it is extremely varied. Yes, depending on the person and the hero. Oh, totally, hundred percent. The Second half, I thought, was more interesting in some ways than the first half, although still seems to kind of just be setting up more plot. I think some of it, you know, like, again, him moving up in the the Hero Association, again, little glimpses of, like, other people's reactions to it, like Ame Mask, like, we're just continuing to world build and can build towards something big. Yep. Whatever that thing may be. But yeah, I think overall, not my favorite episode, but still a pretty good episode overall. The Moomin Rider stuff was my favorite stuff of the whole thing. Right, I think we got a lot of moral snapshots of the different characters in the show. Yes, and I, the world. And the world in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that was important. I think that's what made this important. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really loved all the Moomin Rider stuff. And this mm-hmm. is really shows you why he is, why we all said you would like him. Yeah, I, I can see that. Why he's a fan favorite. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, Absolutely. He just does his best, and he's thoughtful, and he's kind, and he mm-hmm. doesn't care about the consequences so much as he just does what he has to do. Yeah, totally. Even if he knows he's going to get smeared again. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode in particular? No, I think that's pretty straightforward. Pretty much it. So, we've got four episodes left in season one. 
Uh, next time it's episode 10, Unparalleled Peril. But I think it's about time we get out of here, so shall we? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I'm going to go cycle for justice. I'm Bill. Why do I never learn? Like, why? Why am I always a teacher and not a student? I should learn you more. are a teacher. I should learn more from the students. When you, when you became a teacher, you stopped learning. <sighs> I'm Andy. That's a conundrum. I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. the sourpuss's kittens it doesn't show off those cute faces it's you no way i thought you were in prison i escaped just to see you two now time for your angel shots come back you guys you need your injections